Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. Joining us in studio this morning, we have Dr. Miriam Muhammad Khani. She is running for Springfield School Board. She's already on the school board, and she's running again, crazy enough to do that. We also have Colonel Chaplain Scott McChrystal. He's over here endorsing her. That's a huge endorsement right there. That should guarantee you enough to win right there. You got the colonel on your side. So, so, um, Dr. Miriam, first of all, tell us this. How in the world did you connect with, um, Colonel McChrystal, Chaplain McChrystal? How did you get him on your side? Oh, wow. We have connected in many ways. And then we came face to face at the Charlie Kirk event at Missouri State University. He knew about me and I knew about him. But I didn't know what he looked like, and he didn't know what I looked okay, like. Okay, then. Well, everybody <laughs> knows him. He's a, a conservative bastion of our freedom and the patriot. And obviously, there's a kindred um, spirit and, and just the fact that you are standing on our conservative mm-hmm. principles for our children here in the school district. And thank you for that. I have two nephews here. Thank you for the work that you're doing. You were I, I, When I look back on this, and I do a little history, and, I, and you, I could be wrong, but you were pretty much one of the first conservatives on the school board for a while, weren't yes, you? Yes, and it's, you know, for me, it's always been about the kids. Um, and that's how I viewed it, and that's why I stepped up to serve. I believed three years ago, as I do firmly today, that the K-12 education, the institution, as the colonel has already pointed out, is the most critical area of need and attention. Yeah. It is a piece that we have to get we have to do correctly and that we have to do it well because it guarantees our future. Yeah. Um, and you are correct. I come from a different governmental system. And so I know how quickly things can change. And we want to have an educated and engaged citizenry. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to advance the civilization yeah. as we know it. I mean, it is fundamentally that simple. Yeah, Doctor, you are so right. I mean, was it Abraham Lincoln that said the... Uh, the philosophy of um, the schoolhouse in one generation will be the philosophy of the state house in the next. Was it Abraham Lincoln yeah. that said that? I think it was him. If not, that sounds good to say it was Lincoln, but it's true. It is true. And the reality is this. And, and I love the fact that you brought up, like you come from another country. Where, where are you from? I'm from Iran. Iran. Okay. So, I mean, you, and I love it when you see American citizens from other countries who come over here because you guys are going, I've seen this. Yep. I, and, you, and you're going, you're and, not, yeah. And the thing that I find so frustrating, if, may I vent my frustration? Please here, do. Is that I come across so many people who say, well, I don't have school age children or my children aren't in public schools, right? Mm. Do you, do you get that? I get it. Yeah. Okay, Alex. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. And here's the thing that I think is, is something so incredibly important that I is getting missed here is that the students in our public schools are, they will be, this is a fact, they will be the future leaders yes. of this community and of this great country. Yep. They are the majority. So, yes, we have an obligation. I feel this incredible sense of responsibility, as I do with my own children, to, to serve kids, right? Yes. I want to improve their life circumstances. These are kids. But it does go beyond that. I want to ensure that we have a future. That's good. And the only way to do that is to have individuals. And I, this is possible. We can and we will do this. That they are unquestionably academically proficient. As the colonel has said, that they are independent thinkers. That yeah. they are, And as Don has said, that they are engaged citizens. That's it. 
That's it. It and, really just boils down to that. And now it comes down to the values because that's what's happened. I mean, what happened to schools teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic? And first of all, if anyone here can explain to me how arithmetic is an R, <laughs> I just that just always that bothers you. It doesn't does. It, it, it sure does. <laughs> but so, but that's what we want to focus yeah. on. I want you to teach my kids the basics that they need to know: history, science, math. You know, geography. I, I, instead of, I don't want your ideology like. Our, our family's a mixed race family. All this critical race stuff, it personally bothered me because it showed my children that are biracial kids that half their family is inherently racist and the other half of us are inherently victims. And I reject that. Don't put your values on my kids. We are a conservative. I'm a Christian family. I'm an Assemblies of God minister. We have our values for marriage. It's between a man and a woman. I, I'm not down with the LGBTQ agenda. So don't put your values and your ideology on my kids. Just teach them the basics. I don't care if you want to live an alternative lifestyle as an adult. You do that in the privacy of your own home, but not here. And I think COVID, doctor, it mm-hmm. showed us what was happening in well, schools. It showed me. Yeah. It showed me. That's how I that's how I woke up. And at the end of the day, the seven hours that the students have in the classroom. That's a lot of hours. Well, there's not well, you can only accomplish reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. When you know, that's that's a struggle, right? Because we yeah, have to have a true. handle on discipline. There's a lot of issues. To, to just get education correct takes all seven hours. Yeah. So I don't even know how we have time for the rest of it. No, you're right about that, too. And because with the things that we have to teach, I mean, the, think about the different subjects. And it, so many subjects. Just, just to have a them. well-rounded quality education. And then you want kids that be, you want. I want my kids to be involved in the arts, music mm-hmm. and art and theater and all those things. And so there's enough latitude, but why? I, I just, it's just this. There's just not enough time. There's no room. Not for their and, agenda. And there's there's many more hours in the day outside of school Yeah. where you can pursue your interests. But we have an obligation and a duty to educate the children. Yeah. So, Dr. Mahabakani, I was just recently made aware of some of the profanity and a lot of the, I'm going to say pornography in these books. What are you guys doing here in Springfield? Nixa? People call us book banners. You call it what you want to, but I don't want our 13, 14, 15 year old kids being exposed to material that if it was on my computer, I would be arrested for. To be frank with you, I don't know very much about what is going on on that front. We trust our educators to use our funds in the most efficient and wise manner. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's going to be coming I, that's with these books in the and last, stuff. Uh, and during my term, only two books have been, and that's the first ever. Yeah. Our board president said, this has never happened before. And um, I, I must, I have to say that in the one book that's come to me, I was the, the minority dis- in dissent because I feel that there are so many books that we can use for the lesson that was intended in that book, which is a story of light and hope, um, of grit and endurance. But there's so many books out there that can accomplish that. Why this one? Yeah, yeah. Colonel? Quick story. When I served at West Point for seven years, early on in my tenure, I picked up on the fact that a lot of cadets were getting online and viewing pornography. And I argued with the dean. I said, we've got to stop this. And he goes, no, that's that's they're exercising their freedoms. It took me going to the superintendent and said, okay, Let's throw this out into the court of public opinion. If you had a whole slew of officers graduating from West Point and they're already hooked on pornography, what do you think the public 
would say yeah. that immediately mm-hmm. turned the argument and we we fixed the issue. That's good. Well, doctor, I know that you are fighting for our conservative principles. You're wanting to support teachers. You want to bring discipline back to the classroom. It's not just. Con- can I just interject? I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. It's just common sense. That's you know, good. let's just call it what it is. You know, I, I hate that we are labeling people, but I want common sense. That's good. And common sense says, what do you not talk about in polite dinner table? What What is not, shouldn't be as part of polite conversation with yeah. people you don't know? What That's are they? Good. What are the three topics? Well, doctor, we got to run here, oh, but sorry. how can people connect with you? Sex, religion, and politics. Let's keep it out of the classroom. People can reach out to me, uh, website, Miriam for SPS, M-A-R-Y-A-M-F-O-R-S-P-S dot com. Find me there on Facebook. You can email me. You can call me. All that information is there. There we go. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Miriam Muhammad Kani. She's running for Springfield School Board. Check her out. Hey, we got a lot more show. We'll be right back. Um, And next, we're going to have our top three stories of the hour. And then Gabe Pfeiffer will be joining us. Wake up, Springfield.